Today's feast of the Epiphany continues the revelation of Jesus, right? At Christmas we saw Jesus being revealed to uh, the shepherds, um, and later uh, Simon and Anna in the temple. And so there's a way in which that was the revelation to the Jewish people, the, the chosen people of God. And now today on Epiphany we celebrate this special day when this promise of revelation is now being opened to all people, right? The Gentiles. The, the Magi were not Jews, so they're coming to worship the Lord as sort of a uh, prefigurement of our own anticipation or participation in this mystery of God's revelation to us. So it's a great day for us, uh, unless you're Jewish, it's a pretty exciting day for us because we, we get to share now in this gift, this grace that God wants to share with all of us. In the Creed, we say uh, every Sunday, there's a part of the creed where we talk about the four marks, one holy, Catholic, and apostolic, that the church is these four things. Where you find those four things, there is the church. The church is present there. Uh, today, we can maybe focus on the, the Catholic part of it. So that word just means universal. Before it was a, an idea of a denomination or a specific church in the world, it just meant the universal church, meaning that all people, all Citizens of all time, all places, all people of all cultures are called into this relationship with Jesus. That all of us have been invited. There's nothing that holds us back except our own choices. So this is an exciting thing, that this message is meant for everyone. So everyone we see, everyone around us, is a potential follower of Jesus. And whether they know it or not, whether we know it or not, there's that invitation, that possibility that they are called and will respond. Now, if we if we have a feeling that you know someone doesn't belong, you know, we see someone say, "Well, I'm not sure about you. You don't seem to fit the bill, right?" We might have that feeling from time to time, or maybe we look at ourselves and we say, "I don't really uh, match up to what what it seems to be a follower of Jesus." Well, we can know that that's not true, right? Jesus calls everyone, that there's nothing that keeps us out from being a part of the church, being a part of the body of Christ, that this revelation is given to all of us. And he calls us uh, into this relationship with him and invites us to follow him. Now, there's certainly responsibilities, right? When we follow Jesus, when we become a disciple, which is, the word just disciple just means follower, there's a responsibility that we take on and that is that we follow Jesus, we listen to what he tells us, that we ponder what he gives to us, we take uh, note of the things that he's trying to teach us, and that we carefully try to enact that in our lives. Now maybe we say, well, I'm not very good at that. That's okay, right? We're following, we're trying to get there. That doesn't mean we're there yet. So we're, we're processing, we're working towards the Lord. So when we look around us, we shouldn't just see Catholics, those are who are in church with us, and non-Catholics, those who are not in church with us, but rather we can see, potentially, we're all together, right? We're all on this journey together. The Lord calls us. And there's, we might say, those who are responding right now, and those who we hope that will respond later, if not right now. Or maybe we can say those who are responding well right now, and those who are responding not as well, but we're all in a different place, but the, the call is there for all of us. And that should be something that we hold on to so that we don't look at ourselves or look at another person and say, eh, they're not quite um, really cut out for this Christian thing. 
Because I think sometimes it's easy to draw lines around people or put them in boxes and say that they don't fit in this place. One of these things is not like the other, or whatever you want to say. The universal church, Catholic church, right? The word, again, the word Catholic just means universal. The universal church is the church that Christ established. It's been called the Catholic church, but only to differentiate it from other Christian uh, institutions or people who profess Christ. It's not so much a statement of we're better or worse. It just, it's a statement of union. Am I following Jesus? Am I in my really giving myself to this relationship with Jesus? With what he established? Is, is, is my life uh, in accord with what the Lord would want for me? Or am I at least trying to do that? You know, Jesus prayed that there would be one, that there would be unity. He prayed that there would be one church. And at the Last Supper, he asked for that. So there's, there's a way in which there's a diversity within the unity of the church. So we're not all called to be uniform, but uni- unified. So uh, there's a way in which we, there's a great diversity in the church. When you look at the church around the world, again, all the different cultures, all the different kinds of Catholics, uh, different ways of living the Catholic faith, but the faith is available to all people at all places, all times, across all cultures, so you don't have to be a certain level of economic capability or health or status or born into some kind of ritual. We're all invited into this. And there's, a, there's a, again, the, that diversity is a good thing, but that there's a unity in what we believe, how we celebrate the sacraments, how we worship, the doctrines that we hold, all of these things are united around Christ and what he gives to us, what he has taught us in the church. Now there are, there are things, right, when we see around us that there's not unity around these things, when we, when we recognize that in the church and ourselves, uh, that requires us to have patience, that the Lord is working on this, right? He's working in his church. He has revealed himself to his church and will continue to do so. And that we pray that we would be one. In our day, there are many expressions of Christianity. There are also many sorts of ways people profess to be Catholic. But to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, means that we are united to Christ. We are obedient to what he has established, the life that he calls us to. It means we recognize sin for what it is and reject it as best we can and worship and live as he calls us to live. Those are sort of the banks, you might say, that hold in the power of the church, that keep us headed in the right direction. If you think of a great river flowing, if there's no banks, there's no power in the river, right? It just becomes a swamp or a lake. But if the banks are there to hold in that channel and push the water along, then there becomes this great power that's present in the water. And if we are in our own lives, or as a universal church, if we're not kind of directed by the Lord, guided by the Holy Spirit, listening, always listening, always attentive to where is the Lord calling me to participate, and how is He inviting me to participate, if I do that, I'm living within those banks, and I'm in the channel, right? Rather than going off into the swamp or the lake and just being stagnant. So we're called to ride this power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Lord in our lives. 
When we see those inconsistencies, whether it's in ourselves or in the church around us or people around us who profess Christianity or profess to be Catholics, when we see inconsistencies that say, ah, we're not there yet, we're not truly united, this can cause us to be discouraged, right? When we look at ourselves or we look at others and say, we're never going to be united, we're never going to be fully together, we're just, we're struggling. And we, we look around and we see that, right? So, but I'm saying, don't be discouraged by that. Don't be frustrated by that. Don't be uh, allowing that to t- steal your joy. We don't need to get upset. We don't need to make this our problem. It's God's problem, right? This is your church, Lord. I, I'm not going to fix this. You fix it. So there's a way in which we can just say, it's not my problem to fix. I just have to do my part in my own life to follow the Lord and allow the Lord to take care of the rest. It's a call to pray, though, to pray for our brothers and sisters, pray for ourselves, to patiently witness the faith, to ask for that conversion for ourselves and others, and allow the Lord's plan to work in us, to serve that plan as best we can by trying to cooperate with it. It reminds me a little bit of, you know, if you have a boat, you can either paddle, or you can put up the sail. And when we try to fix the things in the church on our own authority, on our own sort of idea, and without really paying attention to what is God trying to do here, it's like paddling upstream. Uh, we might get a little bit upstream, but eventually we get tired out, right? And we just, we, it doesn't work. So put up the sail, let the Lord pull you along and see where it takes you. And you don't know exactly where it's going to take you, but um, we'll follow the Lord that way. So. Allow the Lord to take us where we we need to be. So today on this solemnity of the Epiphany, we're reminded that this faith has been given to us. That this is an invitation to all people. This faith that we share united in Christ, even from the beginning, not everyone said yes to it right away or fully. But today we rejoice that the Lord has been so generous that he calls us. He's given this call to us and we have been asked to to follow him, to be his people, the people of God. And we can have certainty and confidence that this invitation is for us and for all people.